This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with muck delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because when I want my spicy shrimp pad thai, I want it on time. Because, baby, there's no time like the present, especially when it's pad thai related. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months, $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. On time, pad thai, baby. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19 Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at $9.99 each month, starting three months from initial enrollment. See Uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimums apply. Leicester Till I Die TV. Watch and subscribe on YouTube and listen on your podcast platform. Oh, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! Back of the net. It didn't happen in 49, 61, 63 or 69 when they reached the final. But the class of 2021 have delivered. Leicester City are FA Cup winners at last and are history makers at Wembley. A modern day football miracle. They have blown their rivals away. They have blown us all away in truth. Premier League champions 2016, the amazing Leicester City!
Die TV. Your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. And now, here's your host. All right, Chris. All right, there. Good evening. How the devil are we all? And I make no apologies for still playing the FA Cup uh, winning moment. We, Fifty-four years it bloody well took us to win it, so I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy it for as long as I'm alive. I'll tell you. I kind of just say, thinking of the, of the the FA Cup, whoever is the marketing manager at Chelsea, hats off, hats off to you, sir. Hats off to you. The fact that you got a sponsor to match. The number of times consecutively you have lost the FA Cup, three. I just think it's totally, totally amazing. Well done, it's sir. It's time for the Daily Lester. Leicester City FC on this day in history with Leicester Till I Die TV. Guys, bear with me um, because this is a bit of a Leicester thing and it's not a Leicester show tonight, but uh, it happened late last night. And I just want to say there's a lot bad about football these days and a lot of owners that um, buy clubs and don't commit to them, don't, don't even turn up for them, to be honest with you. And I've just got to say, um, Top, and I'm not going to attempt to pronounce his um, his surname, um, if I've had a drink or two, I might be able to pronounce it, but Kuhn Top, the chairman of Leicester City, last night at the annual awards, pledged to donate £1 million to uh, Leicester Hospital's charity. Um, I mean, he's donated so much over the years that... It's it's hard to believe him and his dad and what they've done and this this is what they've done as owners they've come in and they've not bought a club as well yes they obviously have bought a club but they've bought into the community you know the charities come out and said it's another generous gift um, Vishai that you know top dad before he died uh, had donated two million to help build a new children's hospital and now on top of that his son is donating eight million pounds I mean. I just want to say we we are blessed and and there's not enough words to say thank you for everything that family has done, not just for the club, not just for us supporters, bacon rolls on takeaway on away days and drinks if we stay up, etc. They have just done so much for the for, for Leicester as a, as an area. And I want to say thank you very much. This is a special relegation show. This is what it's all about. Two are down, one is still to join them. There is one slot left. Who is it going to be? You know, we're 
we've got a special on Sunday for the um, for the matches, but we go into this last weekend of the season with 10 games all kicking off at 4 o'clock, and I think it's 8 or, or even 9 games that in some way have a team that is involved in either battle for the championship, the European places, or relegation. I know Dan said, fuck off the neutrals, but from a neutrals point of view, it is, <coughs> excuse me, absolutely amazing. Uh, we're just going to go through some comments, but if you can do what it says there, guys, subscribe. Uh, thank you for watching. If you're on YouTube and you haven't already, we are slowly, slowly growing. So if you can subscribe, press that uh, like button and make sure you to click the notification bell. We've got a lot of specials coming up next week uh, with quite one or two ex-players and reporters as well. So uh, be sure to uh, click that uh, notification bell, then you won't miss me. And I know what you like when you miss me. You're not the same, are you? Uh, a few hellos before, like I say, I bring the guests in. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Kate says, I'll join the party after I've showered, <laughs> but remember to sub, guys. Thank you. Oh, now, there's a thought, isn't it, guys? Let's move on very, very quickly. Um, <laughs> West Ham Random, good evening, sir. How the devil are you? Love it. Uh, thank you. Talk MU, good morning, good morning, good evening, good day, good afternoon, whatever it is all. And don't forget to get over to Talk's new uh, YouTube channel, Football versus Cancer. Great channel. But it's all for the charity, not just men's cancer, but obviously all cancer. Uh, be sure to get over there. Uh, and we all know somebody that's been affected by the big C. Uh, Dan couldn't wait to come in, but he said, well said, Chris. Uh, cracking thing done by Coontop with that donation, the People's Club. Yeah, mate, it, it's, uh, we, we should never forget what we what we owe to them. Spencer, evening guys. We have the best owners in the world. And honestly, Spencer wouldn't argue with that. Andrew, the legacy goes on. Yes, it does. Oh, she's showered. No wonder Dan's smiling in the background. Oh, the time she's back. Andrew, can I say good luck, Sheffield United tonight? Yes, you can. Come on, Sheffield United. I know a lot of people want an East Midlands derby in the uh, Premier League next season. Fuck off. Keep them down in the, the championship where they belong. Um, because then they could be playing one of these three teams. We'll say good evening, first of all, to Elton, who is obviously a, a huge Everton fan, shall we say. And obviously, those of us of a certain age know him from his time on television. Elton, good evening. Thank you for being patient and waiting. No problem, Chris. How how are you feeling uh, at the moment ahead of you've got two games, haven't you? You've, you've got a midweek game and well, as, as, as Fergie once put it so succinctly, it, it's squeaky bum time, isn't it? It, it is. really is. Um my bum's I, squeaking and I've not got a horse in the race. Well, <laughs> well I, I yeah. I I'm not confident about oh. Thursday. I'm not. No, I'm not. No, but I actually no. think Palace have been a very good attacking side with a lot of pace uh, since Patrick Vieira took over from Roy Hodgson. Um, we, I don't know what our back... I've got a clue what our back is going to be. Um, <laughs> I, I haven't got a clue who, who's fit and who's not, really. Uh, and obviously, uh, Branthwaite, the young boy who was sent off um, against Brentford, uh, he, he's not playing. There's Mina's not fit. 
oh, he's not 100% fit. He never is, by the way. But <laughs> uh, we've, 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 Every club's got one of those, haven't they? But Elton, Godfrey, let me... Uh... Not fit. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a worrying. It, it's, honestly, it is. It is. Worrying. It is, it is close. Well, I said this next team about three weeks ago, four weeks ago, I said they're safe. They're going to stay up. They're not going to go down. Good evening, Cole Leeds fan. How the devil are you? Proving <laughs> me nothing about football yet again. Listen, if you, three, four weeks ago, we said Leeds are fine. And then all of a sudden, everything has changed. And I don't know how it got to that point. We thought we were safe. Yeah, we had a poor performance against Watford, even though we won the game. But we thought we were safe. There was no chance we were going to be falling to this. But three, four games later... We lose, really. We've been battered by City, Chelsea, and then I sold up first, you know, and it's just all, all hell's broken loose. And to quite honestly, yeah, I just can't believe it. I'd be crazy as hell. And I'd be to my dad. He's more like original gangster, stone face. Yeah. He, and when I think to my daddy, kind of he's like, yeah, yeah. God, I'm not worried about that. So, yeah, I don't know. I think some of these fans well, you've are... got you only got the one game left, so you, oh. you your bum is squeakier than Elton's. Yeah, I know uh, it's mostly in Elton. Right? I know it's mostly in the Elton, right? But yeah, my God, yeah. Um, for you, Elton here, talk says, "Wow, Elton, you haven't changed." Um... Yeah. <laughs> Must be blind. Spec savers, I think, comes to mind. <laughs> I have fond memories of watching you with my dad. Oh, thank you, thank you. I think, I think that's a bit of a, a barbed compliment, in a way, isn't it? Oh, I guess. Yeah, I used to watch you with my dad. Yeah. But uh, hey, talking well, about dads and sons, my, my <laughs> birthday is less than two weeks away, Chris. You is know, it? Wow. I'm, I'm seventy-one, so well, we've got hey, to be realistic. You know, you are doing good for seventy-one. I wish I looked as good as you at my age now, which is ten years younger. But I'll take it. But uh, hey, talking about dads and sons, he's often been said that you know he he was my son. Um, if he was in the family, I'd have to argue that he's actually the milkman's because <laughs> our milkman was ginger. Dan, good evening. So another club that I said, you know, ages ago you were safe, you weren't going to get dragged in. Uh, you're, you know, and there you are. Yeah, um, re really strange times. Really strange times. Um, we came good, a good period. We had a good run of games, and then, as I say, we, you know, we fought. Sorry to bring it up, Elton, but you know, we managed to get the three two over Everton and. Oh, I think, I think our mindset changed after that, though. It was almost like we went into that Norwich game the week after thinking, right, that's it. it this yeah. this result's going to look after itself. And we that went and got that That was the result, wasn't it? That I think yeah. had everyone in football going, hey, up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then obviously Dash went the week after, you know, our, our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ, as he's been for the last <laughs> 10 years. So... Um, you know, we, we're gonna we digress to managers in a second there, uh, Dan. But Elton, I mean, you as I had predicted that at some point when Burnley, I said Burnley was safe, at some point I said Leeds would be safe. I actually said at one point Everton were going down, but you've turned it around the other way. You're the most likely to stay up, although you're still nervous, well, aren't you? I, I, I think we will stay up, I, I do, but I don't know where it's coming from. We we um we've got Arsenal away on Sunday. Now mm -hmm. I've seen Arsenal's last two games away from home, admittedly away from home, at Spurs and Newcastle. Mm 
and they were an absolute disgrace in both games. Mm. And there's nothing for us to fear. But we could put it to bed by beating Palace on Thursday. Then it then it's between you two guys. You yes. know, we're, we're yeah. out of it if if we uh, if we beat Palace on Thursday. I hope we do. That goes without saying. Mm. I've got a funny feeling it might just be a point for us because I say we're in a little bit of disarray. We are. I mean, our crowd is just it's just unbelievable. Our fan base is, is quite astonishing. I think you guys heard it when we, we went and won at uh, the Walkers, didn't we? Yeah. Oh, you know? yes. Um... And we, we had, what, 6,000, was it? Something like And they just never stopped singing throughout. Yeah. You had you had one away win all season. You uh, you turned up at the you know the KP and as Dan would say we rolled the carpet out for you and said here you go <laughs> three well, points. Yeah, well, yeah, I know I know what you're saying, but I yeah, mean we went to Watford. We've been to Watford since, mm. and we're the only team not to score in the Premier League at Vicarage Road. So it that that tells you it's not just a case of Leicester lying down on that occasion, although you weren't great. No, but uh, it, it stands. It does as well. You know, Watford. No. That was that was shambolic. Yeah. Not to win that game was was ridiculous. The amount of possession we had, etc. Mm -hmm. um, and then, of course, we were we, we we were bossing the game against Brentford. We we were bossing it, and then you know, young Brampway gets sent off after just twenty minutes. That's a hell of a long time to play with ten men. And well, then in the second half, it got ridiculous because Brentford had 95% possession. Now, by definition, if you have that much possession, the likelihood is you're going to score a couple of times. Yeah. Which, yeah. They, did, which they did. Of course. Well, they also did, Brentford did change two of their defenses to bring two midfielders on and, and to, to change game, which was. Very, very, very uh, Frank and Thomas Frank, and that's what he usually do. Brilliant, man. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant work from the dugout, that absolutely brilliant. I was sitting here applauding, crying and applauding at the same time. <laughs> I thought it was terrific. Well, we, we've seen now, there. We've got um, we've got your managers up there, and the three all relatively uh, new new to yeah. you managers, shall we say? We'll start with you, Carl, at Leeds. Bielsa, I understand why he had to go. I mean, I'm looking now. Uh, you know, your your goal difference is minus 38. Yeah. Um, Burnley's is minus 18. Everton's is minus 20. I mean, that's like losing a point on its own. And we know that that came from the big defeats earlier on in the season. But where, where did the idea that, and no disrespect to American coaches, but he's come over, no experience of the English game whatsoever, no experience of the Premier League. Was he the man that was ever going to keep you up? It's a tough question because we all been debating about this quite a lot, actually. I think what the original plan was, and I think, and this is why you heard the chance on Sunday against Brighton, that they were set the board. There was a lot to blame on the board because the, the 49er enterprises, majority of the executive made the trip to, to Leeds for the first time. So they came on a Sunday and they, I think they were hearing what was going on and they'd be room to buy the club outright. But if we go back to Bielsa, I think one or two fans would have said, you know, Bielsa should have stayed, you know, and stuff. But I think Bielsa has got a bit of collectively along the ball to be blamed of not getting the players in the summer that he wanted because he was so stubborn to change, to get a few more, to add, to add the score. Because mm. let me tell you what happened. We lost three good players. Alioski, Hernandez, 
And I think there was one, and that was the, they were the two big key players we lost. Are you on about that Alioski? That one. Yeah, yeah, the Alioski, the one that bullied you lot last season. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so to be quite honest, yeah, I mean, we replaced with two with two players with mm. for people and Dan Gage has not been good. They've not been good enough. The chance yeah. has not been good enough. And I think Bielsa's got to have to take part the blame as well because he should have he should have done more to get the place because we should have well, known. Two, two, two questions for you, Carl. First one is, have you sold the bucket yet? Well, the bucket is gone. I think the bucket is not even <laughs> sell it. The merchandise is now in the mouth before I'm hearing. So I think that's and kind of gone. I've do you, do you? And I'm going to ask this with with the other guys as well. But do you wish? That you still had Bielsa there, would he be able to have kept you up? I don't. It's a tough one. Mm. I think what some fans say, let's let him go down the way we should respect him. We don't care about the Premier League. We should just get relegated. He deserved to. He deserved it if it's his final season. Yeah. But when you have the board who are invested a lot of money in the last year or two of of the players that we bought in the last two, three, two years, then you have to question it. And I think yeah. you have to question. What happened in January when we should, we should have sat maybe we should have sat Bielsa before, but the ball was too scared to do it. They had no cojones mm. to do to sat Bielsa. They were too scared, and I think that program with um against Newcastle and what Angus Kinney said in the match today program that if we're buying players, it's gonna ha- it's gonna harness the players' development. When you have yeah. a player of a fifteen year old on the bench who is not even regularly mentally not ready to compete for a relegation battle, and that's how bad it is. And going to Jesse March. And, you know, Victor Tia, who's been in the Adapt football the last couple of years, he's been scouting for the last two years. Mm-hmm. I think he has a lot to blame because he's the Dutch football. He should have. He, he went to flipping Austria on the last day of the transfer window trying to get Brandon Harrison from Salzburg. That never happened. It failed. The mm-hmm. bid failed about two, three times. That's yeah. how bad there was no other priorities of trying to find alternatives. There were no alternatives, and that was how bad it was. We'll, we'll take that as a no then. <laughs> Dan, I'll come come to you, and then what I'll do is after I've d- done with Elton, we'll bring each of you in, sort of, and keep two of you back and talk about your individual teams. But Dan, um, we said at the time Alan Pace was either the cleverest man in the world or the luckiest uh, owner in the world. I, I, I get a bit confused because this guy's come in with a lot of money allegedly, and yet. Every time I speak to you, you say, oh, he's looking for this new investment so he can spend money. Well, if he hasn't got the money to spend, why did he did he come in? And secondly, you know, was it the right I mean, decision? And only time will tell whether, you know, Daesh was going. Is this the guy to keep you up? Um, going to your first question, I mean, the Alan Pace situation, I was a bit wary when he first came in. I was just, I was, I was sort of happy and... But had my doubts, if you get me. You know, it, I, I was happy with the fact that we was getting a penny pincher, a penny pincher out off the board as a chairman, um, and we've got somebody in that really wants to be forward thinking and you know take the club further. For me, the only difference was that I didn't like the structure of the deal. It was you know it was uh, through MLD Holdings or something. It was a these structured deals that these owners now go through to get you mm. know to get past the Premier League um, test and stuff. Um, it's something for me personally, even though it, a leveraged buyout for me shouldn't be one of those things that should happen in football. You should, you either have the money or you don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
but you know, we've seen other clubs in the Premier League do it. The Glazers did it with Manchester United. Now, I'm not saying that we're going to have that spending power, but they did that. Um, you know, Southampton, half half of the time, they're borrowing money from this holdings company that we've borrowed money from. Um, so it's, it, it's, it's football. It's a risk or reward business. Yeah. Uh, at the moment, it's a very it's a very big risk. You know, we stand to lose a substantial amount of money if we go down. We have to pay mm-hmm. something off that we don't really have to pay until 2025. If we go straight down, we have to pay it up front. That's it. Um, so it is almost a bit of a catch-22 and we'd have to see a lot of our first-team <laughs> players leave. That said, um, going on to the managerial appointment, it was, well, say appointment, interim coach. He's, he's come in. He's, you know, the word freedom's been banded around quite often. Mm. You know, we keep seeing that freedom, this freedom, that he's given us the freedom to play. It's all well and good being given the freedom, but you've got to have the uh, noir, well, like where I think we do as a club compared to Le- compared to Leeds and Everton, we're a team that in the Premier League have been battling around that around that bottom half, around that bottom four for season in season out. Apart from a couple of years ago, we had a few like tenth place tenth place finishes, and you know I got lucky with Europe and stuff like that. But usually we are a team flirting around that bottom that bottom skirt of the league, and. Um, yeah. For me, that that's another thing, as you said there to Carl about the goal difference being a point. Knowing that we know what we need to do to get out of this, knowing that we've been in this situation before, that for us is almost like a an extra yeah. point because we know what yeah. we know what we need to do. Uh, yeah. Us like Everton have an extra game as well, uh, and you know what? Fair play to Mike Jackson. He's come in. He's done. He's done really, really well. Um, Would you want Dice there now, or are you happy with? It's very Jackson. similar to Carl's answer. Very similar mm. to Carl's answer. It, it, it's a struggle to answer because mm. you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. You know, people were saying there was know, some player involved. Would you, as a fan, who would you sooner have in that position now? Going into this week, you got two games. As a fan, would you want Dyche or would you want Jackson? The way things are going at the moment. I'd take Jackson, but just because things right. were starting to go stale well, under I that. I suppose at least with Michael Jackson, you know he can beat it. Anyway. True, true. Hey. We're in for a thriller on Sunday, though, Chris. Hey, <laughs> Elton, Everton. Yeah. I know you're. I know you don't want Benitez there, so I won't even bother asking you that. There's no, I mean, there's, no there's no point in going there at all. No, Chris. no. I, 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 my, I, I, my, I thought that. Will, my language will deteriorate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Do, it, this isn't just this season, is it? We know we've chatted before, oh, no. and it's, it's it's been slowly. You know, it's been like a leaking pipe. It slowly got worse and worse, and more water's been coming out. The appointment of Lampard. I mean, were you, were you surprised? Was he the man that you know? Were the fans happy with it? Well, they, they were happy with 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 Frank because there were no viable um, alternatives. There was a short list of three once Benitez got sacked. This Portuguese guy, Pereira, who would have been a disaster, his track record, it's it's terrible. Uh, And there was Duncan Ferguson. He was never going to get it. Never. Um, So Frank. So I think everyone was kind of delighted that it was Frank. But I think if we'd have had a greater choice, um, I don't think Evertonians would, would have complained at that either. 
Um, but Frank, Frank, what Frank has done more than anything, he's really bought in to the club. He, he, it's like he's an Evertonian in a very short space of time. And he has been blown away by the fans. I mean, you must have heard of the, the fireworks going off in the hotel before the Chelsea game mm. uh, you know, to keep Chelsea awake during the night. And then the marvellous um, welcomes they've had um, at Goodison prior to the games against Chelsea and Brentford. Absolutely breathtaking. The, the players can't believe it. They're taking videos on their camera mm. phones inside the coach and sending them to, to friends and, and family, saying, just look at this. This is quite unbelievable. Um, it so is He's not one of these managers. He's been there for six months, less than that. And, okay, he's getting paid very, very well. And say, well, it's, I'm not that bothered. You know, on a personal level, I'm not that bothered. Of course, I want to do well professionally for the club that I'm now employs me. But, you know, deep down, I don't really care. He does. He really does care. Um, mm. And uh, the, the fans, the fan base, the support that uh, the club has got has been, you know, overwhelming. It really has. In my 60 years of watching Everton, I tell you, I've never known the fan base quite like this. No, It's a bit of a siege mentality for sure. But it's solidarity as well. It's unity. Everyone believes that the, if, the, if the fans do what they've been doing and continue to do so, we will be fine. I, I kind of go along with that. Mm. But I, I I think we might we might get a point um, against Palace. I, there's a, every chance we'll get a point at Arsenal because they must be the most dispirited team in the Premier League yeah. at the moment. Um, in fact, if we went and won at the Emirates, two, two, two questions. Sorry, Elton. Two questions about about uh, your managerial position, though. First one, Big Sam, was he an option at all? No. no. Or would you have would you have not entertained him personally? I, and in the in the situation we were in, mm. um, it, as long as it was for six months and six months only, yeah. until January to the end of the season. If they'd have said Big Sam and then Frank will come in and rebuild during the summer, I, I'd have said, yeah, that makes sense. Mm. And somebody's just put there, I mean, Duncan Ferguson, bless him, he, he's, he stepped into the shit more often than a drunk man walking through a field of cows. <laughs> but does he not want it? I've been there. <laughs> yeah, haven't we all? Haven't we all? <laughs> that was the last time that I got a pat on the back. Boom, boom. But I mean, Elton, did, um, <laughs> I mean, does he not want it permanently? I mean, oh, but Duncan, oh, yeah. he'd love it to be named Everton manager. He, he's a blue through and through. He's got tats all, you know, all over him, Everton. Oh, yeah. Um, but he's not ready. It's like, if you gave it to Duncan, no managerial experience apart from being a caretaker for a handful of games. Mm. That You don't throw someone like that into a relegation situation. And mm. also, you, you could say the same for Frank. I mean, he did mm. reasonable. might have got very nearly got Derby promoted from the championship uh, in his first managerial appointment. But then he went to Chelsea far too soon. Mm. He wasn't ready, but he couldn't turn it down. It's the same applies to, was Wayne Rooney seriously considered for the job in January? Well, he might well have been. He might have been. And he was approached, even though he says he wasn't. But he was approached. But it was just, how would you feel if... And he said, well, I've got a job. I've got a job. 
uh, I'm going to commit to to being manager of Derby County until they don't want me anymore. I yeah. thought that was very, very honourable. But yeah. had he come to Everton in that situation, I think it would have been too much too soon, as it was with Frank and Chelsea. Yeah, it, it's... It's, I mean, it's all ifs, buts and maybes, of course, isn't it? So what I'm going to do is, like I say, uh, Dan and Elton, I'll put you in the back room. So if you want to have a wee, get a drink, have a fag, whatever, go and have one. And I'm gonna, we're going to concentrate on Leeds just for five minutes. So let me... Uh, no problem, Chris, Chris, when does yeah. the boxing match kick off when we all come back in and fire punches at each other? When's all that happening? I don't leave the three of you in together. Do you know what I mean? Be like three naughty children <laughs> yeah. when, the, when the teacher goes I out, like isn't that. it? I like that. <laughs> we're going to have a sort of punchy argument. I know who's going to win that one. I don't uh, see what if you actually had a punchy fight up, my money's on call. I'll give you that. You probably saw who had more than six schools at school, and that's me. So I have <laughs> history, okay? Uh, right, guys, I'll bring you back in later. Well, I want to I want to hear what uh, what they say. So yeah, you'll still hear what, what they say. say. Oh, yeah, I know, you'll I know still that. hear. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna make a quick copy and then come back and listen. No problem, no problem. Oh, Leeds United. Um, yeah. I mean, you, you gave yourself that last-minute goal at the weekend. You gave yourself such a, a lifeline there. It was, it was, it was unbelievable. I, I like Leeds fans, to be honest with you. I know, sort of during the seventies, a lot of Leeds. You know, everybody hated, you know, wanted to hate Leeds, but that was Leeds then. Um, you know, but I think a lot of people forget. You know, in Don Revy's time, you were sort of the, the Man United of your day. Um, yeah. and, and all credited. But what I like about you, you Leeds fans, is because, of course, we met you when we were both down in the third tier. Um, so we've both been down there. We both suffered together. Uh, but there's been none of this, like, we're back where we belong sort of attitude that you've got with, like, Arsenal and Man United. You know, we should be in the Champions League because we are Arsenal. No, you yeah. bloody shouldn't. You're shit and you're not going to get in. The Leeds fans have just said, it's great to be back. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And that's yeah. what the mechanical we, 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 we had for 16 years. We were, we, it's, it's great to be back and we were waiting for such a long, long time. You know, and <laughs> yeah, so he's, he's a shit stirrer, he's down, I'll tell you. I love him to death. He's my guy. Listen, I like, you know, I love him to death, you know. But I think with that, since even the room we got, we're down to the third tier, we still had the highest amount of fans, wave fans going to every single I think we took well, over nearly two to three thousand fans to every mm. single game while we were in the third tier. So there's a huge difference why there's a huge following. You know, yeah. but I said to this now, you saw the fans were still cheering when we were at Arsenal, no matter what, it was, it was still atmosphere. I told that piracy because we had a shot target too, and then we had the first corner and so forth. So, you know, yeah. it, it, but the fans have been, have been have been there together. And despite what's been happening this season, uh, the fans have been there left, right, centre. And that's what we have had to do. And, you know... That's what you can ask for, isn't it, really? I mean, this is what the press are saying about... Well, say the press, what Sky is saying about Leeds. Uh, Leeds remain favourites for for relegation, but their situation would have been far worse had Pascal struck, not struck a late... No no pun there. Not struck a late equaliser with them at the bottom three against Brighton in the 1-1 draw. That point could prove crucial, but their fate is out of their hands as Burnley's Everton both have a game in hand. 
which are both due to play on Thursday. And I guess on Thursday, you are going to be glued to the telly, aren't you? Very much so. Yeah, I've been glued to the telly. And do you know what? Uh, it, it, it's, this is a huge, it's a huge game that we have, that we're not involved in until Sunday, and I think I tell you, my, my my I was crazy on Sunday before we we, we equalised. I thought my mind was going everywhere, and I said to my dad, I said, I said to his dad the other day, like last week, dad, dad, I'm done with Leeds. <laughs> I'm done with Leeds. Yeah. It was yeah. just mentality picking. I can't go with this. And then I think after getting that that, that point that point on Sunday was very huge. And like I say, it's out of our hands now. We've got to see what. Yeah. Burnley and Everton do on Thursday. That's the most critical. Well, I, I think looking at that, I mean, Everton, uh, Crystal Palace, Everton are actually at home. And I've got to say what, what Elton has, has said on a few occasions uh, when we've chatted, is that at home, they are a completely different animal. They yeah, are yeah. absolutely... That crowd... Nina, they say about that crowd at, at Newcastle and St James's Park, but that crowd at Everton... And I was surprised. They came out fighting against us at, um, at in the away game. It was only the second win all uh, all season. But yeah. credit to Everton. I say, and they're at home, and I think that should be a worry. Burnley, and Dan's going to probably kill me for this, he's away to Villa. Um, that one, I think, might be a saving grace. It, it's going to be because AC Villa are looking look, going to be more next 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 season. You know, getting Philip Coutinho on the permanent deal now, which is good. I've, you know how he's been back in the Premier League. I think Gerard is 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 stamping his foot now. I'm thinking, right, we want to finish betting this. I want to start betting next season because they now he's got the full backing of what the transfer is. And I think with Brentford, how Brentford went to that game against Everton on Sunday was almost surprisingly because we didn't think. You know, with everything going out to 10 men after 20 minutes, that was very, really unfortunate. I think this could change mm. the game, you know. And Brentford, and I'm thinking, thinking Brentford's on a holiday, but Brentford's still fighting for something. They want to still finish it in the, where they want to be in the highest position since in their debut season. So we have to be catching Brentford on their eye, on their eye this Sunday because they are going to be difficult. And we've got someone like a former player like Pontus Janssen, who has been really decent this season for Brentford. He, you know, he's 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 gonna put. He's gonna have to play for his play for the club that he didn't want. Don't want to relegate again. So he's gonna have yeah. to do his job, which I understand. But I think in his heart, he doesn't want Lisa to go down. If he can, right? Well, the worrying we... thing for you though, Carl. I'm not gonna lie. The worrying thing is that um, Brentford are third in the form table. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they've got 39% win uh, ratio at home, uh, 32 away. Yourself. And this is based on the last six games. Uh, Leeds are in 16th. And um, away from home, well, to be honest with you, again, you're pretty even. 21% win rate at home, 22 away. But the, I think if it was at Ellen Road, you'd probably be feeling a bit more confident. Uh, probably, yeah. Well, I would say a little bit more confident. Yes, I would. To be 100% agree with you. But I think for this Sunday, we're going out to West London. I think we're going to have a lot of fans there, and I think it will uh, will block the atmosphere. What Brent, uh, the Brentford fans completely? I think that will be a huge difference. If we can get very vocal, I think it's more like a home, even though we're down in London. So I think that's what we need to do from the from the first minute go. So yeah, it's it's huge. It's really huge. If we were playing those early season losses, we touched on it before. I mean, you had, you had a couple of big losses at the start. That's what's going to probably come back and bite you on the bum. Yeah, it will do. I think, especially with how we 
I think it was a game against Brentford as well. We were at home, we do 2 2, and it was so bad. And then we did get our first win until it was up against Watford. And that was our first win after a couple of games. And we were bit in the relegation at the time until we got out mm-hmm. of it. I think those results against Everton and West Ham, where we should have got someone out of those games, because Everton we were all over the place. We were 2 0 mm-hmm. down, actually, I mean, as I remember. We had scored two goals. So for that, it's, it's now never, it, that that will caught the attention. I think that first game against Manchester United when Bielsa told Phillips you're not playing because he was two pounds over he was two pounds overweight, and I'm like Phillips looks fine. To be honest with you, what I would give to be only two pounds overweight. I tell you, <laughs> I know, and that's why, and that's what baffled me. I think you can see Bielsa's just playing, saying, "No, Calvin, you're not playing because yes, you've been in England duty, but you're two pounds overweight." You're thinking. Well, you know, can you not have a time of a decent break? He's be he, he played for all every single game to all the way to the final, and then yeah. he didn't play him. And then we didn't get a replacement for Farshaw, who's been injured for the last two years. It just sums everything up. That first game against United, we we're so open. Actually, we we're so open. We we're very much open. Yeah, uh, Jordy, welcome along. And he says he's just pleased he's not in the scrap, uh, especially as they play Burnley on the last day. Uh, well, at the start of the season, we all thought you would be, Geordie, but you have turned it around amazingly. No. Let me let me say, give huge props to Newcastle. What uh, Eddie Howe's yeah. done, it's done a great yeah. job. And bringing players like Bruno Gomez, Dan Burr, they have been a difference in that team. I, I'm going to give him credit for that. They have. They have. They've turned it around. Carl, thank you very much. We'll come back to you at the end, but we'll, we'll right. move on to uh, Everton now. Um and welcome back, uh, uh, Elton. Um, let's see what the, what Sky was saying about um, about Everton. Um, Everton remains sixteenth, but only two points outside the relegation zone. But still, and this is the important thing, I believe you still got the, your fate in your own hands too. They know three points from the remaining two fixtures at home to Crystal Palace on Thursday and away at Arsenal on Sunday will be enough for survival. Two draws uh, will all but secure their safety too, barring no miraculous mathematical goal swing from Leeds. I can't, sorry, Carl, but I can't see Leeds winning uh, against Brentford 37 0. Uh, <laughs> um, they've got a worse goal difference than, 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 uh, than Everton have. I mean, Elton, you know, you, you, you've got two games to, to keep yourself up. As an Everton fan, did you ever think that you would see this? Moment. No, 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 no. I, as you said earlier, it's been a drip, 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 hasn't it? Mm. Uh, and as you said right at the start of your program, how you praise your owners, uh, would you like to swap? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, thank we, you. No, that's a we've got a, no. we've got a, we've got a dickhead in charge uh, who mm. knows nothing about football. The only person he listens to is this agent fellow, his mate, um, who who persuaded him to appoint. Benitez, uh, when Bill Kenwright, the chairman, said, "Don't do that. You'll alienate the the fan base," you know. But he did. He's an idiot. I he's yes. People say, oh, "Well, he spent half a billion quid on on you know on players." Yeah, well, he has, and he hasn't. He sanctioned it. It's not coming out of his personal account. But he has sanctioned what the director of football, maybe past managers have suggested about players, and he's gone along with it because he's not a football person. Um, so basically, he is accountable. 
he is accountable yeah. for the mess that we're in. Um, he's just not good enough. So I mean, we, I, need, I, I, we I, need an owner like yours. I'll say it like yours, um, but even richer, you know. Yes, we, 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 we need we need a I, sheet. We're, we're between the down in the deep blue sea. Great, great owners, but obviously haven't got the money uh, of the of you know the Man Cities and the Newcastles now. But yeah, we love them to bits, obviously. And there's always that worry oh, when you get taken over, especially having seen what happened when Mandrich left uh, Portsmouth. Just but it, it, it's worked out fantastic. But when I was looking at this um, machinery, um, he's a British Iranian businessman. But he's a major shareholder he's an of. He's an a, oh, well, I, I don't know if this is true. That it said he's a shareholder of USM, which is the Russian holding. Uh, yeah, company. That, that's Usmanov's company. Yeah, should should he not be in the same position as Abramovich? No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. But it's it mm. certainly weakened him in many respects, and certainly financially. Um, Usmanov, of course, he's. Our Finch Farm is, is USM Finch Farm, isn't it? Mm. You know, you, you, Usmanov's company. So we, we've got a, a problem there. I'm not sure whether the government are even aware of it. But it's not as high profile as Abramovich no, owning Chelsea. No. It, it, it's not. not. No. Uh, but the the hope was that eventually Usmanov would sell his... This I'm going back now to way before mm. the, the war. Um that eventually Usmanov will get totally fed up with his situation at Arsenal, sell, and then put all his financial clout um, into Everton, along with Mashiri. That would have made us very, very powerful in the market. Mm. But that ain't going to happen now. Yeah. There's no chance that will happen. So we need to be looking elsewhere. I know, I know for a fact there is a consortium being put together um, uh, uh, because an ex Everton employee, I can't name names. No, of course you can't. We'll is, just make you turn, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, an ex Everton employee is sort of trying to pull it all together. Now, whether he does or not, I don't know. Right. And whether Mashiri has been contacted at all to say, listen, if the offer is right, would you? I don't know that either, because nobody, the only person Mishiri talks to is Jim White, you know, and, and that's only in text form. So yes, no yes. one really knows what Mishiri's yes. thinking. No. Two remaining fixtures there, as you can see. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, win both of those and you are safe. I mean, home to oh, Crystal we, Palace. We, no, we, hang on a minute. Win one. We, we beat well, Brentford. We are safe. The, yes, the way I yes. think that a lot of Evertonians are looking at it now, and, and with apologies, Carl, before I even say, if we lose um, on Thursday and we lose at Arsenal on Sunday, a point for Leeds at Brentford would not be good enough because of the goal difference. Mm. Well, I, so, yeah. you know, it, it's. I think in the in the back of our minds, we've got that, you know, to, to maybe fall back on. But it's no, I don't put Burnley in this. I, I think it's going to be. I, I think it's going to be us or or Leeds. Well, I, I can I really see do. you getting. Because it's at home, and as I said earlier, I have from what I've been watching and your fans, you know, the KP, <laughs> the support is amazing. And I'm not saying that the support for Leeds or the support for Burnley isn't, 
but the atmosphere that I've been seeing with, with Everton fans, the fact that but, that's at home, I've got a prediction show at nine o'clock tonight, and I'll be going for an Everton win for that game. The Arsenal yeah, one, I'm not I, I so would, sure about. I would, you know, I would love to agree with you, but it's just that I don't know what what our team's going to be. I, in fact, I don't have a clue. Mm. Um, I, for example, our brightest spark since January has been Anthony Gordon, super young player. He is knackered. Yeah. We need him. But if he were to be left out on Thursday, would I be surprised? No, I wouldn't. Because he is he's almost had the weight of it on his shoulders up until a month ago. You know? Yeah. About five, yeah. six weeks ago. Uh, Rush Charleston has been Herculean in, 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 in his play. And the other, the one I never, ever thought I'd be saying this, but the, the guy who's sweated blood for Everton is Alex Awobi. He has mm. been absolutely terrific. He doesn't create a lot. His last ball in around the penalty area is poor. But in terms of work rate, closing down and stopping, stopping uh, you know, the other team playing, he has been outstanding. Outstanding. Uh, and uh, Dan says here, Anthony Gordon, like Steve Lyon, it's great at synchronised swimming. Oh, well, yeah, he's been coached in that uh, by Richarlison. <laughs> I can see them on the training ground at Finnish Farm, you know, sort of uh, Gordon gets tackled in, in training and Richarlison goes, no, 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 you don't go down like that. You go down, <laughs> hold your legs, screaming, and you roll over twice. Yeah. Now, if, it, if, it's, if it's very minimal contact, you roll over three times. That'll convince the referee. I think oh, that was a bit uh, said through through gritted teeth from down there. El, uh, um, yeah, I think it's funny. No, I'm serious. I was thinking of yeah. writing a sketch about it, you know. <laughs> but, uh, El, thank you very much. We'll bring you back in at the end. Um, but let us move on to the um the third um the third team in this triplet Burnley now. Oh. Burnley FC. I mean um People will know, or well, people that know me and have been listening to me for long enough will know the links I've got with Burnley. Uh, all my kids were born there, etc. And there's always been a bit of a, in my mind, a bit of a rivalry. Not in many other people's minds, but in my mind, there's always been the rivalry. When we were both in the Championship for for years, I, as long as we finished above Burnley, I was happy. Because <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't take going into work the next morning and, and we weren't. Um, Dan, I mean... Great old club, Burnley. You know, been been around for years. Did well to get into the Premier League. One of those clubs when they came up that I always say, you know, like if Luton, I mean, Luton are out of it now, but you know, if they'd have come up from the playoffs this season, I would love it. Uh, you established yourself. Um, you got into Europe. You went down. I don't think you had your squad was was big enough to take the the Premier League and the European the game down. At the same time, you went down, you kept hold of your manager, you came back up. Last season should have been red lights flashing all over the place and alarms going off. Uh, you just stayed up. Um, I thought when I saw that you'd had those 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 couple of wins under dice that you were going to stay up, and I said to you, yeah, I think you could if you play like that. But then you didn't. <laughs> you kind of pressed the self-destruct button. You went... Uh, you went and lost games again. You sacked your manager. You won a few games. Now you lost a couple. 
it, it's, 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 it's like a, a bloody pantomime at Burnley this season, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I, I want to start with basically just a sense of realism. Um, don't get me wrong. Whatever happens come Sunday, um, whether we stay up or go down, as a Burnley fan, you have got to be happy with what you have seen from this football club. Never in my lifetime did I think I would see Burnley in the Premier League. We are such a shitty little town. I've lived there, I know, I'll agree. We've barely a pot to piss in, <laughs> and yet we have punched so far above our weight hmm. and we've managed to stay in there amongst the big cities and as a little yeah. plucky northern club, we have done, you know, remarkably well, in my opinion. Um, yeah. And if it is to end on Sunday, you know, what will be, will be. Um, but what we've got is great determination, a squad that will fight for each other till the end. And we've seen that season in, season out. It's just been one of them seasons where we've seen it every year. Burnley start a season poorly, then the second half of the season, they save themselves by the skin of the teeth. This season, it's been a bit of a longer slog and it's been harder to get those wins. The league's changed, the football's adapted and it's been difficult for us. It, it, it has, but, um, you know, this. this the amount of draws we've had this season. I mean, 13 draws is ridiculous. That was what could cost you at the end of the day. It is. And, and, and Dash said it halfway through the season. He said, this is the fine margin. It, that, oh, that, that word, it bugged me when Dash were here. Fine margins. Um, <laughs> it's one of them things, though, but he did have a point that you've got to turn those draws into wins and you've got yeah. to see games out. Recently, we've done very well going forward. We've been more of an attacking force. We've had a lot more possession of the ball. We've been having chances. But we're just not clinical enough. And there's a good chance that's what's going to bite us in the arse. I mean, Sky say there, despite losing to Tottenham 1-0, and we'll come on to that in a second, Burnley know the job they have to do is get into 38 points, or get in 38, sorry, get in two 38 points from their final two games. Uh, win all but get them, we'll all but get them safe. This means four points from their final two games away at Villa on Thursday and at home to Newcastle on Sunday will be enough. Any slips will open the door for Leeds. I'm just looking at your last five games here, Dan. I mean, let's take your last five games. You beat Southampton 2-0. Mm -hmm. You beat Wolves, which was a good result, 1-0. You beat Watford, which was a desperate win for you, 2-1. Although, not, I'm saying we've just stuffed them 5-1, so <laughs> it's possible. But then you go to lose to Villa in what, you know, I did the watch along with you. It was yeah. a dire. It really was. And you'll, you'll agree on that. And then, obviously, it was Tottenham, which was debatable whether that should have been a loss or not at the weekend. So, again, to me, that's been your tale of the last few months. It's win, 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 lose, lose. You never you never keep that momentum going. No, I agree. Um, we've, we've struggled. We have struggled. Um, I thought last season, going back to the thing you said at the beginning, um, that... We've been a team who, for me last year, we weren't good enough. Mm. And I, and I, I personally put it on that there's no fans there. 
kudos to you, babe. There's <laughs> no fans there, you know, uh, COVID restricted it, fans being back in stadiums and things like that. So for me, I thought, right, Burnley is a small club that need that 12th man, you know, belting out the chance, making sure that the team get over the line, that even after a goal down and clapping their hands out and singing, come on, come on, trying to G the players up. We always get behind the players, no matter what the situation, whether we're 1-0 down, 2-0 down, 3-0 down, we still get behind mm-hmm. them. It's just that at that point, missing that, I thought this year, fans being back, you know, bums on seats, would be, you know, a, a catalyst to push for a comfortable mid-table mm-hmm. position. And uh, I was wrong. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I you should never say that about the fans because I always remember when I lived in Burnley, you I don't know what you were protesting against, but you all paid to get into the ground and then turned your back on the pitch. <laughs> Which I uh, it wasn't I, the Casper Teasdale days, were it? It probably was. It probably was, to be honest with you. Uh, Kate says <laughs> she's she's growing into football this season. I've it, it's been like watching a daughter grow and progress. <laughs> oh, trust me. Everything she comes out with, everything she comes out with, I'm like, I'm ter- she's turning into a little a little fighter. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I actually think she played well against Spurs. I think you did watch yeah, the highlights, but it's not enough coming away with no points. Um and by God, Dan, I've never known your, your partner agree with you so much. I agree uh-huh. with you again. No, I can I have a copy of this, Chris, at the end. <laughs> yeah, I'll send you a copy of this. <laughs> Just this bit. Kate Musgrove says, I agree with you again, Dan. There you go. You can clip that. You can clip that and save it. Um, looking at your games, um, I think you've got the hardest of the three, to be honest with you. Um, I know you know you, you, Brentford are no puss over at the moment, but you've got Villa and Newcastle who are both on a bit of a run. I mean, you are actually based on your last six games because before those five we talked about, you actually drew a game. Um, but you are actually sat, um, in eighth place in the form table based on your last six games. Um, you are above at Villa who are down in 13th. Um and Villa are you away to Villa? So Villa at home have got a thirty-three percent win rate, although it's thirty-nine away from home. And Newcastle, I think I think that could be a saving grace the fact that you were at Turf Moor on the last day. Yeah, I mean, bring it back to that Spurs game. I mean, Newcastle I, still, in fourth, I, by the way. Sorry on the uh, on the form guide. Yeah, yeah. They've only got a twenty-two percent win rate away from home. So Spurs didn't deserve anything in that game, apart from mm. the first ten minutes. They give us a, a give us a good scare, but nothing, nothing in terms of chances. Um, the penalty decision was dubious. Would we have got it at the other end in in such a big clash where they hunt on the hunt for top four and we're on the hunt for trying to be safe? Would we bollocked? <laughs> Wouldn't have got it. Wouldn't have got Sorry, it. Oh, I'm Del not Boy. laughing at you, I do Dan. Not blame you, Del Boy. I do not I'm blame not, you. I'm not. Uh, no. Oh, well, apparently they, they they had to open the Thames blood barrier again because of all the Arsenal tears. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Dan. Yeah, Sorry, we, Del we, Boy. Sorry, Del Boy. We Welcome deserve, along. We didn't. We didn't deserve to lose that game. The referee should have realised how how important that match was for both clubs. Um, and I, I understand decisions are there to be made. But there's a push 
in the back on Ashley Barnes prior to that. So he's then having to try and steady himself. The ball, when it is hit by Ryan Sessegnon, is in close proximity. So he doesn't have enough chance between having to adjust himself from being pulled and pushed to the ball hitting him. Um, and then as soon as he went over to the screen, you just know that it's going to get given. And it's a, it's a bitter pill to swallow, but... You know, we've got to go into this game now. Villa, OK, we got beat 3-1. But that said, Villa may look at this game and think, OK, well, we beat them comfortably last time. And they might take their foot off the gas. Now, I'm not saying they will, but there is that hope that they might think that, oh, well, this should be another walk in the park. And they might take their foot off a little bit. Um, but you are spot on. That Newcastle game, last game of the season, as Jordy said earlier... You know, he'd he'd rather chuck the game. He'd rather chuck the game and keep Burnley up. Which you know what? If I wish he was Newcastle manager, <laughs> Kevin Geegan, I'd love it. I'd love it. <laughs> Carl was shaking his head uh, then at those comments about the penalty, Carl. Listen, I know, I know. In the old rules, it would not consider the penalty. I get that. I understand that. And yeah, you know, <laughs> But the, but the law was there. The law is states. I know it may be the brush, okay. But if it was in the natural position, yeah. But, I but get then it. again, it's top half of the arm, which apparently yeah. is not classed as a penalty these days yeah. as well. We've been on yeah. the end of that this season. But, yeah. But we don't know if yeah. You know, we couldn't see it probably was a brush of the arm because it was kind of hard. But it was kind of more. It could be better camera position thinking. Oh, it's top of the arm. We're not pelted because it was so 50-50, Like so where it was in the middle. It was kind of like a it's referee's decision. It's like right, and I'm like, in the end, it was a penalty. It was good for us, for me as a Leeds fan, because we thought, <laughs> oh my god, if we if we don't if we, if they win today and get point, we're out. Of this, you know, I'll put it one way, Carl. That day to be sat there, that happened against you, and you're thinking the least you deserved was a point out of that game. Yeah, then you watch Leeds Brighton, and you're just like, Danny Welbeck should have had an hat trick. I don't understand how he didn't. And then the dying minutes, you go and get that. And, oh, honestly, it, you know you know these cartoons where your face just goes red and smoke comes yeah, out? Yeah, yeah. It was one well, of them moments. Be, before we end up with a, with a Burnley Lees loving, um, Spencer's just said, of course, if Liverpool lose tonight, the title is all Manchester City's. Currently, it's 1-0 to Southampton Ooh. after 13 minutes. Um Liverpool Redmond scored. Redmond scored after 13 minutes. So that is Liverpool. Oh. I just, sorry, can you hear me, Chris? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to say, Liverpool got half a team out. I mean, really? <laughs> well, it you is. Know, they should probably still have too much for Southampton, you would think, anyway. But well, yeah, but yeah. even still, when I saw the Liverpool lineup, I thought, "Hey, up, this isn't straightforward." No, you didn't no. Like I keep, I keep Carl, Carl will appreciate. I keep saying, "Hey, up!" <laughs> 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 yeah, hey, yeah, no. When I looked at that squad, I thought, "Yeah, that's right. champion, man. That's champion." I mean, it sounds like it's a very good goal as well from Redmond, Nathan Redmond. But uh, maybe I'm Liverpool are really the smaller eggs in the basket. <laughs> and then Liverpool can't lose today. We were in my show on Saturday. <laughs> on Sunday, I mean, on Sunday. <laughs> Guys, this is what the bookies have to say. This was as of um, 5.30pm or 5.45 last night. 
uh, with Skybet. And as I say, with any betting, when the fun stops, stop. Leeds I think I might have a. I think I might have a fiver on Everton at eight to one there. <laughs> yeah, well, Everton. You, I think it's looking at the positions in the Premier League at the moment. I but know, Everton are favourites to stay up at that. Yeah, but uh, the, the difference between four to six, six to four, and eight to one, that suggests that they 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 feel that you know we are going to walk all over Brentford, uh, all over Palace on Thursday. I mm. don't think so. I, I I just think you will. I've got to be honest with you. That as I think because of it's at your place. I just think it's a it's a good that is the most important ingredient of the game on Thursday is that it is a good listen. And believe me, if you thought you'd heard noise from uh, from our fans mm. beforehand prior to to Thursday, you will not have heard anything. That it will be a cauldron in there and outside, and I would think that the palace will be staying overnight. I would think the old fireworks will be going off. I heard, yeah, what I heard, they're not staying overnight after what after Chelsea. I think they're playing on tomorrow on the day, so I think they're not they try not to do what Chelsea did get woken at two, three o'clock in the morning. So I think that's why I look at it. Yeah, it's all part of football, isn't it? One thing, there's one thing I wanted I wanted to say on the show, and I, I know we must be we must be close to running out of time. Just let me say this one thing. You talk about Everton and Chris, you're confident we'll win. I have got a, a major problem that we can't pass the ball at the moment properly because we don't get possession. We certainly didn't in the second half against Brentford. After 85 minutes against Brentford, our our bloke Ducore who, to me, is like Carlton Palmer on Prozac. He, <laughs> he got the ball inside our heart. No pressure on him. He wasn't being closed down or pressed at all. Mm -hmm. And he turned with all the time in the world to pick a pass out to somebody because everybody else was in forward position. We're chasing the game. What does he do? Any idea? Probably Sorry, not what you wanted him to. Not a trick. No, what he did was he passed it back to our goalkeeper for him to have a goal. Pickford had come forward. He was only about 20 yards slightly at an angle to Decore. And Decore gave it to him to pick out the pass. We have a midfielder there who doesn't have the confidence to pass the ball forward to an attacking player. He gives it to our goalkeeper. I didn't know whether to laugh or whatever. I seriously didn't. The gallows humour came into play yet again. Well, and can, I can just, I just say, I'm watching it. I'm watching it with my grandson, and he's yeah. what's up? What's what's up, Granddad? I said we we've got a midfield player who's just passed it to our goalkeeper <laughs> backwards, sideways, if you like, yeah, to pick out a, a, a killer pass. It's a nonsense. It's it, some Everton. I, I feel your pain. You I, tell you, I feel your pain your this year. But, uh, I know more about yeah. Everton than you do, Chris. Yeah. And your confidence yeah, of you do. is built yeah. purely, purely on, on what the atmosphere is going to be like on Thursday. It yeah. is going to be fantastic. But if the guys on the pitch can't pass to their mates, then... Yeah. It, you well, know, it, it, I, it, I feel your pain because we've been a lot like that ourselves as well. Liverpool have had a goal disallowed. And talking about humour, football humour, I love this. Somebody has just texted into the BBC. Uh, uh, now then, 
after the uh, <laughs> Southampton goal. And apparently no, it's, from, it's from a pep in now Manchester. Now <laughs> it's from a pep in Manchester, apparently. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> there can't be too so. many of them. <laughs> Elton, all I can say to all of you is good luck. We will, you know, it's going to be an interesting weekend for the rest oh, of us. Um, I know, just make sure that you've got plenty of toilet roll in the house. And, um, yeah, exactly. I think, I think, exactly. I think we're okay. I, I really I think, think we're okay, Carl. I, I'm sorry to have to say it. I can't see you getting a win at Brentford, which is basically what you need. As for Dan, you will beat you will beat Newcastle on Sunday. They had their I'll cup final. That. They had their cup final against Arsenal. Mm. That was the end of their season. They're just turning up. They're just making yeah. up the numbers at Turf Moor. You will win that. I bloody well up on it. You heard it here first. Elton, thank you so much for popping on. As always, for giving up your time and coming on. No it's been a pleasure. Um, I think you'll stay up. So we'll definitely, we'll be speaking again next season. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> <laughs> cheers, mate. Have a good one. Stay safe and all the best. Yeah, cheers. Dan, Carl, thank mm -hmm. you. Bye. Thank you, Elton. Bye bye. Cheers, mate. Ta -da, ta -da. Amazing guy, Elton. Um, you, you youngsters, too young <laughs> to know, but uh, <laughs> it's great that he gives his time up, comes on here, says it as it is. In fairness, he calls a spade a spade, and it's how it should be. But uh, yeah, and I think he's going to be safe, Carl. Uh -huh. I, I, I could say I would have loved you to have stayed up, but really, I've, I've got a. I've got, there's always a but, isn't there? There's Not always a but, yeah. There's always a but. There's always a but. In a way, I, don't, I haven't got a horse in the race, like I say, so it doesn't. But. Um, if not, I, I'm sure. I don't know if Jesse, Jesse Marsh is the man to bring you back up if you do go down, but. Uh, we will see, but all the best and good luck on Sunday. Give a shout out to your socials. They are listed in the YouTube links uh, in the YouTube description below, but please uh, tell people where they can find you. Yeah, you guys can uh, find me at CarlEven82 on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram at KLHuds92 and HUDDS because I was born in Huddersfield. And you can find our channel on the LH Football Pod on Twitter, uh, also the totally and also on YouTube at the Totally Levy and Horn Football Channel, as well as on Facebook and on the podcast streaming services such as um, Spotify, Google, Apple, and other platform services. Indeed, and at four o'clock on Sunday, you'll find him behind the sofa. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's either the sofa with, with loads of drink. So just in case we stay up or go down, yeah, yeah. well, there will be a bit yeah. of a party. I have a <laughs> or happy party. Well, good luck, mate, and all the best, uh, as I'm saying to all of you. Um, we may or may not be speaking next season. Who knows? Yeah, well, we'll see then. I'm just going to be like my dad. Just going to be <laughs> just stand the patience, just, just let, it, let everything happen. So, as, as all the Arsenal fans say, trust the process, mate. Carl, when we're live on that final day, going into them dying minutes, you watching that Brentford Leeds game, me watching Burnley Nuke, honestly, I'm going to be on pins, man. You're not going to be on here. We're all going to be on pins. That's how bad it is. I tell you what, I might just not do my show and come and watch you two sweat. 
tell you. <laughs> All the best, Carl, mate. Good luck. And uh, speak to you soon. Cheers. Cheers. And then there was two. Daniel. Daniel, Daniel. Um, whichever way, I mean, if you do go down, I'm doing a championship show next season, so <laughs> you'd be welcome on that. Uh, you're back at you nine o'clock at the end of August. Yeah, yeah. I've got you penciled in for it, don't you know? I don't, I don't pen it in just in case. But uh, you're going to be back at nine o'clock, uh, standing in I for am. Steve, Mr. Steve Linex. Big boots to fill, and um, uh, but where can people find you exactly? Uh, they can find me at Turf Morehouse on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and all that jazz. Um, as I say, all you got to do is search Turf Morehouse on all your social media platforms and you'll find us on there. We are on podcast platforms as well, Spotify, Google and Apple. So if you think this is a face for radio, please do go check us out on that as well. I, I, I was saying before about fan humour, I love it. And Tom, um, who is a Saints fan, has just texted into the BBC saying, well, at least it won't be 9-0 now. <laughs> 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 no, but you got you're facing Leicester on uh, on Sunday, mate. So, what can I say? History, history. Dan, thank you so much. As I said to the other two, good luck, mate. Oh, mate, we're gonna yeah. need it. Yeah, um, Leeds are favourites, but you know, fingers crossed for you all. Take care, and I'll see you back here in forty five minutes. You certainly will. Take care, Cheers, everyone. Thanks. Take care. Thanks a lot. Good luck to them all. Um, it's nice not to have a horse in the race, but um, <laughs> it's yeah, it's going to be squeaky bum time for them. And let's face it, guys, we, we we've all been there. We've been up and down. We've won the Premier League. Uh, the, sorry, we've won the second tier trophy uh, the most times, along with Manchester City. That also means we've been relegated the most times. So. We know, we know their pain. Please do what it says there and subscribe if you can on YouTube. That would be great. Uh, all you need to do is just touch your little button and there's so much going on. Yeah, that's all we want you to do is just to subscribe if you can. What's coming up? Well, like I say, we have got tonight at nine o'clock, we have got the prediction show. It's the last one. Um, there's <laughs> all I can say is if you think Manchester City Liverpool is tight, come along and see the uh, Brad Perkins versus Chris. Oh, there's a goal, there's, and it's one all. Minamino has equalized for Liverpool. Oh, it's back on. It is back on, but a draw won't be good enough for Liverpool. They need to get the win to be sure of, of uh, taking to the, or standing a better chance on the last day. So, yep, yeah, tonight we've got this. We have got the preview and prediction show. Uh, that's at nine o'clock with Brad and Dan. Uh, we've got the preview show for our Chelsea game on Wednesday with Ankit and obviously Craig. Um, 
we've got the week after next uh youtube only guys if you're not on youtube you won't be able to watch it uh the jerry taggart giving us what he thinks of leicester city season and then um on the last day we've got the soccer sunday final day watch along three people in watching the title of battle the fight for europe and the scrap for survival it's all gonna get very interesting and very 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 squeaky bum I will see you back here at nine o'clock. Thanks very much. Thanks to the guys. Thanks to Dan. Thanks to Elton. Thanks to Carl. And thanks to everybody that is uh, joined in in the chat. And if you've been listening to this on your favorite podcast platform, whatever that may be, thank you very much for doing that as well. Uh, I know I haven't got a face for radio, but you can still listen to me if you want to. <laughs> see you at nine. Good night now. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.